everybody. Welcome back to another episode of DadCast, a special episode of DadCast for two reasons. Reason number one, our guest is incredibly awesome. We'll get to him in just a moment. But two, this is the very first podcast that we have done since Nick, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, stroked out in Las Vegas, which happens to be where I'm at. Currently, um, you see, a few weeks ago, Nick uh, wasn't feeling too good, and he decided to catch a plane ride home because he was not just wasn't feeling it. And turns out he had a minor stroke, which turned into a few other problems. And here we are now. I'm JP. He is Nick. Nick, how are you, dude? I am okay for now. Um, I just I just got back from having an MRI to kind of figure out more answers as to what's going on. Right. Uh, we've narrowed it down to either MS, leukemia, or possibly viral meningitis. Yes. So, either way, none of them sound fun, but they're all curable. Not, well, not curable, but maintainable and manageable. And I will be okay. Dadcast will live on. Bottom line, we still get to do this podcast together for That's a right. while longer. Exactly. Oh, I certainly hope so. Um, and by the way, if uh, if anyone has not seen it yet, um, who is uh, watching or listening to this podcast, there's a GoFundMe set up to help out uh, with the bills for Nick and his family, because obviously he is not working right now. And it ain't cheap going to the doctor here in America. All right. Enough about the sad, sappy story of Nick Martin. Oh, I mean, I, I could talk to you all day about on the plus I side. I do have a baby girl coming. So that's yes. that's going to be cool. You do. Um, Today's guest, man, up and coming, if not already arrived, country superstar, Mr. Drew Baldridge. How are you, bud? Man, I'm good. How y'all doing? Well, you're doing better than Nick. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, my goodness, Nick. I hate to hear that, buddy. I hope you're, I'm glad you're with us. I hope you're doing, feeling all right tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm feeling okay right now. I've uh, got some headache medicine and some, some other medicine. So it might be a little loopy, but yeah, I'm, I'm good. So good. 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 Yeah. All right, man. So Drew, um, dad cast, we like to talk about being dads, our path, our journey, our adventure, the walk that is the good stuff, the bad stuff, everything in between the first question we have, it's a rite of passage here on dad cast. Obviously Nick and I already know the answer to the question, but we got to ask it anyway. Are you a dad? I'm not a dad yet, but, but I'm going to be a dad December 12th, which is just incredibly awesome. We're going to have a little boy. It's my first, um, we're nervous, excited. You guys know it, it's like this scary thing. You want to make sure that you, and you know, you bring good things towards your kid and, and make sure you're a great father. And, um, that's just kind of where, where my brain's at right now. It hasn't fully hit that, Hey, this is happening, but, but it has, I don't know. It's like a weird spot that I'm my, my men mentally right now. I hear you, man. We've all been there. At least everyone in this room here has. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's funny how you mentioned it. Um, I've brought this up to multiple dads in the past on, uh, on different episodes that we've had. And I asked you, are you a dad? Your answer was not yet, but if you were to ask our ladies and they were to ask us that same question at the time, in my case, my lady actually got pretty mad at me when I said I wasn't a dad yet, even though baby was in utero. So it's weird how the lady, she's a mom, even though the baby's in the belly, she's a mom. But we as dads and as men and as males, we don't really put those two things together. It's like, yeah, I guess we kind of are at that point. But until the boy or girl has arrived, our brains don't click that we are dads yet. And you are a prime example without even thinking you said not yet. Yeah. And, and I've talked to my wife about this because she would probably say that same thing. If I said not yet, she'd be like, what are you talking about? Yes, you right. are. Um, but we, we talk about this, you know, I think there's just some sort of connection with the mom and the baby in her stomach that the guys just don't feel until we hold the baby. That's how I feel anyways. Like, yeah. she's like, why don't you want to talk to the stomach? You know, why are you not right here? And I'm like, well, it's just a little different for us as guys. For me, I mean, there's some guys that I've talked to friends that are like, I'm down there talking to the stomach all the time. But for me, I just feel awkward, like talking to this stomach and, and like doing all the things. Um, and maybe that's just me being weird about it. But but I think there's a special connection that the women have um, with the baby, obviously being in their belly that I just think us as guys, we don't have that yet. 
Um, but, but we will. Coming, I'll yeah. tell you what, that day, who game changed? It, it, it's just, I can't even really describe it to you. It's different for all of us, especially if you're wanting to be a dad and wanting to do that role. You are in for and just the greatest day of your life. And then every day thereafter, um, even better. Uh, there, there's some bad ones here and there. So, all right, so Drew, I do challenge you, though. Yeah. Hold the belly, talk to the baby. It'll like get to this is like the coolest thing that I found like recently. Like my my baby girl, like she knows my voice and like she messes with my wife's belly button from the inside. <laughs> so, oh wow. So it's like it's like the coolest thing. I'm like, Sophie, get mama's belly button. And like 30 seconds later, she's all over it. I'm like, yes. That's crazy. That's coincidence. Crazy. <clears throat> hey, it, it happens. I do it like twice a day. It happens twice a day, every day. When is Danielle's due date, Nick? Uh, January 31st. So, I mean, they're pretty close. Yeah. I, mean, I know we're not living in medieval times or anything, but uh, Sophie, the Baldridge son, I mean, betrothed, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's like, stay away from my daughter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't Do you like have a name yet? But I, but I got some. <laughs> have you got a name picked out yet, Drew? Hey, we're going back and forth right now. We got a couple names um, that we've been tossing out. And um, obviously, I kind of like one. She kind of likes one. And we're, I think that day, we've kind of narrowed it down to maybe just like once he comes out, seeing which one he looks like most. Right. Uh, I know that sounds absolutely crazy to a it lot does of people. It. Probably. Um, but we got some really cool names. Um, I don't know if I can throw them out here yet, if my wife will allow me to or not, because we might want to save it. Um, but we, uh, we're going to have him and then just kind of look at him and be like, Oh, he looks more like this. And, and, and I think we we're kind of saying the names around the house right now. Right. And, and that's been really, really fun. And I think, you know, just bringing me and my wife even closer in, in our relationship, that's been one of the coolest things so far for, for me um, anyways. And just the, the, the thing like, all this that women go through to have these babies, you don't realize that until it's like your wife, your person that is going through this. And it's like really special, really, really a miracle um, that God has made women like this um, to, to allow their bodies to do all these changes and things. Sorry, I went off topic there, but it's just, I think it's really special. This is not off topic. This is literally quite as on topic as you can be um yeah man we're so have you had to like to go do any like weird craving runs for her like is she oh man yeah so she's like super into watermelon right now which i guess is a good season for it so we're like buying one or two big watermelons a, a week and just like crushing them going through them but the other night we were driving we went to dinner with some friends and we were coming home it was like 9 30 10 o'clock at night and we were driving by a Publix. Um, which is like, if everybody out there doesn't know what that is, like a grocery store, um, in the South. And, and we were driving by and she was like, oh my gosh, I want donut. I want a donut so bad. And I said, okay. She goes, I know they got donuts in Publix. I said, okay, well I'll pull over, you know, and I pull over and get, and I'm thinking, you know, I drop her off the front. I parked the car. I was going to let her come out because she wanted to go in there and pick out her own donut. And she comes out not with one donut, but a whole dozen donuts and she was all like the donuts all the donuts and she's like i'm gonna crush these <laughs> a couple of days ago my wife wanted jelly bellies but like the assorted fruit bowl flavor that doesn't have like the popcorn flavor in grants pass oregon there's only one store that has it we found out we went to every single store in the town and finally found it she comes out with like a 20 pound bag of jelly beans i'm like babe what are, what do you how where where are they gonna go <laughs> <laughs> and she did she crushed it and like amazing it, yeah um, i'm like we need to get a gym membership for when this baby pops out <laughs> i need one too i feel like now like if whatever she's doesn't eat like those donuts right i eat the leftovers and so i'm definitely gonna need to be like watching what i'm doing and getting back in the gym pretty quick <laughs> yeah so drew nick as you have now heard um it's got a baby on the way I don't know if you know, but number seven for Nick. Oh, my goodness, Nick. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Myself. That's probably why I had a stroke, actually. <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't want to say it on the all, air. But, all the stress. Know, of... 
I've got three myself. One of them actually is just outside the door. He came to Vegas with me. Um, oh, that's fun. So with that being said, you, brand new dad to be, coming up here in just a couple of short months, um, I'm going to flip the script. Do you have any questions for us? Is there anything that's concerning you that mm, maybe I need to talk to a dad or I'm curious about this or that? Because we're here to help, man. Oh, man. Well, thank you for that. Um, you know, I think there's probably just a lot of questions. You know, I feel like um, for me, the one of the, the biggest things is probably trying to to balance the act of letting your boy make decisions, but also like guiding him on those decisions that that's that's he's making in his life, you know, around the age of teenager time. Cause I think about that all the time, you know, we're talking drinking, partying, um, you know, getting girlfriends, not, you know, making sure that he's not making stupid decisions. Like I'm sure there's probably no real answer to that, but what was that like for you guys making sure, Hey, you have your freedom, but also watch what you're doing at the same time. Nick, I'm not yeah. there yet. My boy just turned 12. So I have a, I have a 23 year old that's in the military. And for me, what it was, his mom and I are no longer, no longer together. But for me, what it was, was just showing that I respected his mom and always, anytime he was around, like with my current wife, like I just show that I respect her and just teach him that it's, it's not cool to date lots of girls. It's not cool to be a player. It's not cool to be that guy, have respect for women, listen to them. And, uh, you know, a big thing was don't drink and drive. I have a lot of cop friends and I, you know, let them go on some ride alongs. I'm like, this is what happens, dude. That's great. It's, it's not fun. So that, that helped a lot. Um, and then, you know, just having conversations, just, you know, anytime there was an issue, just make sure he knew he can come to me. And, you know, he did have a pregnancy scare recently. And <laughs> so I was the first person he called. I'm like, Grandpa! <laughs> no, 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 thank God. Not yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he, I mean, he's been with the same girl for a long time and she's, she's awesome. They, uh, they just got a place in Texas on the military base, but um, yeah, he was like heartbroken, scared, thought he disappointed me. And I'm like, man, you didn't disappoint me. You, you know, this is, you, you made a choice. Now you just got to man up. If she's pregnant, yeah. you know, be there for the kid. If you love her, be there for her. If, you guys go your separate ways, respect her, listen to her. Don't be a jerk. You know, you, that's, that's, that's the best piece of advice I can give you. Just teach your kids to treat women with respect. I love that. That's and I awesome. like, you know, and for my two cents, um, I think it, it's no simple answer. Every personality is going to develop into, you know, to their own, but it, it, it says a lot what dad you um, are going to, you know, put into that child for the first 14 years, 13 years. It's, you know, no pressure or anything, but it's up to you, man. You know, with great parenting, the, you know, the percentages of having a respectful and kind and good kid who knows between right and wrong, um, as it should be is, you know, mom and dad up to mom and dad. Now there's going to be instances where, you know, even perfect parenting, <laughs> their boys will be boys, et cetera, et cetera. But it, yeah. it really alleviates a lot of the tendencies um, to be rebellious in a bad way and, and, and just be a bad kid with, you know, poor parents, yeah. your good parent. Um, it's really going to help. So again, no pressure, but, you know, just being a good dad and being there, teach right from wrong. Every, every, every single thing is a teaching and learnable moment for a child, especially after about three years old. You know, you know, simple things, you know, don't walk across the street. There's a car. Teach them right there. You, why you don't want to walk across the street right now, because then you're going to become flattened. Like, you know what? You know, everything's teachable, doing it right. And uh, eventually you just got to take faith in the fact that, you know, dad did a good job, raised him. And at one point, there's going to be a time where you're just going to have to, you have to let go. But that's my answer to that question. At part two, um, it's more of advice. Don't worry about 14 and 15 yet, man. <laughs> be in the present. <laughs> worry about the next 18 months when you've got this bitty, bitty, bitty boy, you know? 
you know, that yeah. if you want to worry about something, worry about dodging during diaper changes, man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess last thing for me, patience. Like patience is the is the biggest thing at any age. Like you're going to lose your patience when they're an infant and they're going to the bathroom all the time. You're changing 45 diapers. You're not sleeping. Just remember, have patience. Like all the way through, just have patience. I love that, guys. Thanks for that. Absolutely, man. And have patience with your wife too. That's, that's another. Oh yeah, I'm learning that one. I'm learning that one because um, it's definitely been a change, you know, in her for the last, you know, six months that she's been pregnant and just trying to trying to figure that out when you know she's going through some struggles and me just you know, keeping my, my mouth shut and knowing like, Hey, this is what she's going through. And I need to make sure that I'm having patience that, you know, I'm not making this all this pregnancy harder than what it needs to be just because I feel like I have some sort of problem. You know what I mean? And so that's been a navigating moment for us also, um, in, in this whole learning process of dealing with not dealing with, but how to, you know, be with her during the pregnancy. Yeah. How to, how to engage that. They're all different. It's yes, honey. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> smile and nod. Smile <laughs> and nod. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially and when that baby pops out, have conversations with your wife and make sure you're on the same page because your kid is going to go and play you guys against each other. They're going to hit about two years old and he's going to go to mommy and be like, Hey mommy, I want to do this. And you're already after you already said no. And it's, it's going to cause some problems. So just make sure you guys are on the same page. And for the record, Liam, which is uh, Nick's two-year-old, um, he's way ahead of the game when it comes to manipulating the parents. That <laughs> doesn't happen until about, you know, <laughs> early pre-teens for the record. <laughs> I love that. Drew, let's let's shift away from the kids for just a moment and okay. talk about your uh, you and your music, man. Um, yeah, man. First of all, big fan. Um, I did a big dive last night, like I said, and uh, I really enjoy what you got going on. Um, were you playing anything new? What are your inspirations? I just asked you like four yeah. questions wrapped up in one. I apologize. No, totally, man. It's It's been a whirlwind of a year. You know, we got married last year in May, and I, I put this song out last year called She's Somebody's Daughter um, mm-hmm. that I uh, I wrote about her after meeting her dad, actually, and just kind of like, man, you know, like, I need to treat her with respect because if I break her heart, you know, I'll be breaking her mama's heart and her daddy's heart and her whole family. And so I went back to Nashville and I wrote that song and uh, we played it at our, at our wedding. She danced um, with her dad at our wedding, that song. And it just, it really shook me. And so I decided, Hey, I'll put this, put this out. And then, you know, over a year's time, it's just been amazing to see that song reach so many people um, around the world. And um, through social media and all the videos we're getting tagged in now with weddings and dads sharing it with their daughters, daughters sharing it with their dads, mom sharing it of their daughters. And it's just been really special. And that's kind of been always my goal um, in this whole music journey is to to create music that people can relate to and and tell their stories with and and insert in their lives and 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 have moments together. And, and that's what that song's done over the last year. And and saying that, that has now allowed us to uh, to get ready for a brand new record. So I'm putting out a whole new record on September 30th. Um, that is the first time I've literally said that out loud, which is awesome. Um, Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there's actually, your dad cast clip. There's your dad. I was going to throw out, we have a bigger reach than People Magazine. So if you do want to drop your kids' names. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like it. We uh, uh, The, the album is going to be called Country Born. Um, we got 12 songs on it and it's going to be, um, you know, all songs that are real about family, um, about life, about love, about heartbreak. And I've been writing for this record for quite some time. You know, I put my first record out in 2016. So this is, you know, six years in the working of this, of this record. And we have a special version of she's somebody's daughter. That's going to be on there. That's never been heard before. And then also, we're actually putting a brand new song out this Friday. It's called first. And that song actually came from just a conversation that I had with my wife a couple months ago, which you guys have probably had with your wives um, where I was talking to her and I was like, man, babe, you know, I hope, I hope I go first because I don't want to be on this earth without you. And 
Um, that was, it just kind of hit me hard when I said that, cause it just kind of sunk in. We were going to bed, laying down. It was just one of those moments and it hit me really hard. And she looked at me and she said, you know, I hope you go first too. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? And we started laughing. She goes, no, no, no. She goes, that way you can meet me at the gate and you'll know around, you can show me around. And, um, so I wrote this song and it's actually coming out Friday and I've been kind of teasing it on my socials and I'm really excited for people just to, you know, if you get this record coming up in September 30th, you're going to get a real glimpse of, of me and my family and my upbringing and where I come from. And so that's kind of what we're doing right now. We're on the touring side. We're going all around the country and playing private events in people's backyards. Um, what what I've been I started that in COVID a couple of years ago when music um, wasn't being played anywhere and I missed yep. it. And so I just posted on my TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and I was just like, hey, guys, I miss playing shows. If you want to show in your backyard, I'll show up. And I ended up doing 200 private shows all around the country. Just there was a stint where I did 20 shows in 19 days, just driving around, hitting people's backyards and bringing music. And I thought when 2022 came, I was never going to do that again. I was playing full band fairs, festivals. And every day I would get a message on my socials. like, When are you going to do the backyards? That was the coolest stuff. And so I decided August and September um, that I would dedicate those months to playing um, private backyard concerts, town, cities, small towns that don't get concerts, bring them a concert themselves. And we've done about two weekends of those so far. We're right in the middle of that tour and we're getting ready to go out this weekend and hit a bunch more, but, but they are incredible. Like doing these, these kind of shows are so awesome because you get to meet people and it's connection. That's why music started was all about the connection and afterwards talking to these people getting to meet the people you make music for talk about the new songs coming out play it for them and that's been really special for me um over the last couple years is to be able to be in these people's backyards and have more intimate kind of shows and i don't know if we'll ever do that again after this year but it's been really cool to uh to bring music in a special way to folks that's that's amazing yeah absolutely nick so i actually sorry so I actually met you like five or six years ago. You were on tour with Granger Smith. You oh, played, nice. You played Reno. It was my wife's birthday. It was February. I, we, I took her down there. Tyler Granger's brother is a friend of mine. Okay. So he, I, I called him. I'm like, hey, can you know hook us up and everything? And he's like, you got us all meet and greets and stuff. And Granger saying happy birthday for her. And it was pretty cool. You're like one of the nicest dudes I've ever met. And I'm like, dude, this guy's going to be huge. It's awesome. Like that you like... I don't know. I love Granger, but you blew him out of the water, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks for saying that. I really appreciate it. Granger has been a big, uh, you know, you were talking about influences and things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I first started, one of my biggest influences was Josh Turner, um, just yeah. about uh, his story and how he put God in his music and and how he wasn't afraid of that. And um, then I started playing my own music and going on tour. And Granger was one of the first guys I went out on the road with. And man, I just look up to that guy so much after being out on tour with him and just what he stands for, how he treats his fans, how he treats his band, how he treats everybody around him um, was special. You know, Tyler, his brother, the same way they are very kind people. And and I think for me, that really opened my eyes um, in a big, big way of of, you know, he does music not for himself, but he does music for people. And I think that's why. Um, I believe that's why God put a song in all creators' hearts because we are, you know, built to bring music to people. It's not, it's not an ego thing. It's not a, about me. And Granger says that everywhere he goes. And, and that really, that really stuck out to me. And I learned a lot from him being out on the road. I think we did about 30 dates, um, that run. I, when you met me, I was probably completely exhausted and don't even remember where I was at. It was a weird night too. It was like, there wasn't supposed to be snow. So we're like, and it was at this, I, I think it was called like the armory or something down in Reno, some little, maybe 500 cap venue. And, uh, like just kind of almost a little seedy. It was kind of, kind of <laughs> weird. So like we, we finished up the show go back to the hotel. The next morning we wake up, there's three feet of snow on the ground and we rented a freaking Chevy Malibu. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, how, are we getting, how are we getting home? This <laughs> sucks. It was terrible. But it, like pre COVID though, I used to do a bunch of concerts and I've worked with Granger probably six times, brought him through Southern Oregon and definitely one of the nicest guys that I've ever worked with. One of the kindest guys for sure. 
um there's been a lot of groups i've worked with where it's like oh gosh <laughs> you, you dread yeah. the day that, you dread the, the day of show and and granger has been definitely one of the nicest guys is that where you're at nick is in southern yeah. Oregon? Oh, yeah 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 we're based out of like we're based out of medford so okay we were just there last week and we were in roseburg playing a show yeah uh, at uh i think my buddy's house actually wasn't uh, really yeah we've been to all we've been yeah. to climbing falls yeah uh, a yeah, lot so of private the, stuff in that southern Oregon area. Yeah, he's got so he has a huge house up in Roseburg where he actually built a stage on a hill, and it's like it's so sweet. Uh, I don't know if that's. I don't think that's where we played at. Um, okay. But maybe he's hit me up and we just didn't make it happen. Yeah, but, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll hit him up and see. But yeah, because if you can ever make it back out there, the his venue is amazing. It's like a little tiny, probably fit two hundred people in his backyard but it's got like the stage, the lights and that's awesome. Oh yeah. It's, it's so cool. Have you, uh, set in stone your, uh, your dates, uh, after these backyard ones? No, we haven't, we haven't set in stone yet. Um, the dates of the backyard, because we're going to do this probably up until about November. Um, the record's coming out September, uh, 30th, October 1st, I'm actually throwing on my own music festival in my hometown, um, which is going to be a lot. And this is the first year um, I've ever done anything. The first year I've never done anything like this. I've played a lot of festivals, um, but my town is a town of about 550 people. So it's really small in the middle of nowhere. And we don't get, we don't get music. We don't get anything. And so I'm actually bringing in a stage, bringing in lights. And I think we're going to have a couple thousand people in the middle of my own little town, um, kind of treat that as a CD release party. And then we'll probably only play a couple more shows after that to get ready for, for little man. You know, I don't want to miss, um, him being born. I've, I've just had so many friends. I'm real close with, uh, with that was what I was getting at. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't want to miss that. You know, I think that I'm going to go right up till about November and then after that, I'm going to be home with her. And I don't really have tour plans after that. Like, I've just kind of said, hey, let's wait um, to see how this transition of life's going to be. You know, probably get back out on the road in February or something like that, maybe. And, and that's something, to be honest, guys, I'm struggling with is how to be on the road and be a dad. And um, it's that scares me. Here's here's my advice when it comes to that. Now, granted, I'm not a touring musician, but um, I do spend a lot of time away from home a lot recently as well uh, because of this podcast. I'm, here I am yeah. in Vegas for the record. At least I got to bring one of my kids with me this time. But you are a musician. It is your job. This is what you do. Don't ever feel bad or negative for what you do because what you are doing is making that family and that child's life better. And that is going to be a constant struggle. Believe me. You know, I, I hate being away from my kids. I hate it. But sometimes I do not have a choice. Well, I have a choice, but if I stayed at home, their quality of life wouldn't be as good. So I sacrifice my quality of life for them in hopes that one day, we'll get to spend more time you know so it, it, it is a struggle but you can't ever you know what i mean it, it's it's what you do and you know if you were a stay-at-home dad and mom was working you would still have the conflicts you'd feel guilty that you're not home and providing even though that is a job in itself so you know they don't don't ever knock yourself for that but the fact that you're going to be home and working on it when kid yeah. arrives that that I applaud you for. Oh, well, thank you. I've, I've had I've had a lot of friends. I was talking to just the other day. There's a a duo called Low Cash um, here in Nashville, and I've been on tour with them several times. And they're good buddies. And they're like, "Yeah, man." He said, "You know, every time that uh, they both have have a couple kids a piece. I think Chris has three, and and uh, Preston has two. And one of their kids, they were both playing shows, and they had like they were out on the road and had to get like a I'm like a private flight home to make it before the little, little girl or little boy was born. And I was just like, man, I don't know if I want to put, I don't know if I want that. I don't want to stress about it. So I'm hopefully 
Um, I say that, but the baby could come in the middle of October when I'm out on the road and it's yeah, just you rush. I don't know, you know, um, but I'm hoping to to have that whole last month with her and just preparing for, for the birth. That's amazing. Nick, who is it that we had on that they were on a flight when she went into labor? He, it, it was Phil, it was Phil X, wasn't it? Yeah. Phil X, guitarist for Bon Jovi. He, uh, he got the call. And went up to Bon Jovi and said, my, my wife, she just went into labor. And he's like, go, get out of here. And he, plane and- he had to fly in, and it turned out he was there, but it was via FaceTime. Yeah. Oh, damn. So he wasn't in person, but he still got to witness it. And, you know, and he said, you know, that that's a big regret. You know, so you're doing it right. Hopefully things go out. Good, and you have that leading up to it. As the kid gets older, you can bring him on tour with you. Yeah, and that's like like my buddies are in the band Lit, and that's what they did with their kids when they were younger. They would take them out touring. Um, Same with the guys from Bowling for Soup. You know, they go and do and take the kids out touring and stuff. So it's it creates really cool experiences. The kids get to meet lots of cool people and see you do your thing and. Yeah, I talked to several people about they're like, no matter, you know, how far you make it in music, no matter what you're doing, um, had a dad tell me this. He said, your your son is going to be so proud of his dad. And I thought that was a really cool statement, you know, of like, hey, if you're just playing for five people in a bar, he's going to be side stage singing every word and going, that's my dad. And I think that's that really just thinking about that just really you know, hits me like in my inner soul of just like, man, how special, you know, I don't know what that feeling feels like that you guys do, but I cannot wait. Um, it's to feel it's that. pretty awesome. Like my, my oldest son, like the last time we brought Granger in, I think my oldest son was probably 18 or 19. He had just started dating the girl he's with now and she loves Granger. So he's like, Hey dad, do you think we can meet Granger? And so I call Tyler and Tyler's like, yeah, yeah. Bring your kid, bring the girl. And Granger actually had dinner with him. So it was like, it was really, really cool. He scored a lot of points. So <laughs> you can look forward to that too. Your kids are going to use you a lot. They are. <laughs> so, and like, we're, not, we're not like famous by any means at all. I, I mean, just by doing the concerts and stuff, I've made a lot of friends that are very famous. Speak for yourself. You're doing the same thing. Yeah, hey, right, JP, you're, you're way more famous than me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but, 40 you know, square miles? I'm a real big deal. Yeah, like my... Way. Okay. My my 18-year-old son was uh, like one of the top drummers for Grants Pass High School. He was going to high school. And uh, a bunch of my friends were playing uh, Brit the, in Jacksonville here. And uh, we had like the drummer from Eve 6, Matt Sorum. That was, he was in Hollywood Vampires at the time. Got to, My son got to meet him and talk to him about Velvet Revolver, Guns N' Roses, and all kinds of stuff. So it's been, it's been cool experiences for them. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to try something new. Um, It's something you guys were talking about a second ago, reminded me about, you know, the inspiration about your son being proud of you, which got me to thinking, um, I'm going to call in my son and I'm going to ask him a question that he has no idea or this is either going to go really well for me or (laughs) terrible. And I can't (laughs) wait to find out. Sawyer, come here. I love this. (laughs) Let's see what happens. All right. Come here, boy. First of all, I want you to meet Drew Baldridge. He needs a haircut, by the way. Yeah, this is my son, Sawyer. That's Drew. What up, buddy? Hello. All right. So I'm, gonna ask- I'm actually thinking about doing the same thing. I'm going to frost my tips, bro. I love it. Well, yeah, but it's so grown out. It's I'm going to go. I'm going straight up. Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> yeah, I dig it. What? Here's the question, but you got to be on camera. Yeah. Okay. What's the best thing about your dad? Everything. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Hey, Sawyer, what do you, what do you need? I love you. <laughs> okay, that's all. Get out of here. Okay. Uh, what a great answer. I almost just shed a tear. I'm not even kidding. You know, that wasn't scripted. I didn't set that up. That was everything. A little vague, you know. Yeah. I think maybe you could have thought a little bit more about that one, but I'm going to take that one for what it's worth. You and should. Sawyer, that is now forever, forever, digital it's history. Good. I'm going to show yeah, you that yeah. one day. I'm going to show this to you, and you're going to be like, uh-huh. Anyway, that's what you got to look forward to, man. And 
that's just a son. Do you? I know we're early in the game, but are, are more children in the in the cards for you guys? Yeah, we definitely at least that, want to try for another one. Um, you know, at least two. That's our that's our goal. If we could have one of each, I think that would be awesome. Um, you know, especially having this song, "She's Somebody's Daughter." Um, yeah. I would just I would love to know how that how that is to be a dad of a daughter. I've had just so many people tell me like, it's just like my drummer. He has three kids. He has two boys and then he had a daughter and he said, my boys know she's my favorite. Like he said, there's just like, there's just something different about a daughter and a dad kind of love, um, which I would love to experience both of them and, and just see, um, what that's like to raise both and to go through life together with them. And, Um, So we're definitely talking about having two. And if we have two boys, that's awesome too. But we would definitely like to like to try for another one after this. I don't know how soon, but I'm rooting for you, man. Cause that that's, you know, again, I I don't like or love one of my children more than the other, but, (laughs) and when I mean by, but being a dad to it, it's just, it's, it's, it's a different vibe. And, and, and just, I, I hope I hope you get to experience that. But I had my son first, then my daughter, and you know, completed the set right off the bat. And I already had a stepdaughter who's almost eighteen right now. God help me. Um, That's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. But then the daughters they turn fifteen, Drew, and then That's all bets are off. And and then it's <laughs> then it goes about a five six year span where they hate you, and then. Then they love you again. But I think we've had what like 15 episodes of just the shit that our daughters have done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so I don't that. wish that upon you, but man, yeah, I mean, I can't wait. It's gonna be the greatest day of your life coming up. 12-12. By the way, I told you this off the air. I'm really rooting for you that uh your boy comes on that day because that's the same birthday as myself and Frank Sinatra and many others. Well, there you go. He's going to be a talented fellow if that happens. And a Sagittarius. Boom. Boom. And, and far enough away from Christmas to where you don't have to combine presents. You'll appreciate that one. Yeah. And, if you know, we didn't plan it this way, but it's perfect for, for music and, and, like, being on the road and stuff because everybody shuts down around December. And so for us, like, being out on the road every year, hopefully – we'll be able to shut down and be with him on his birthday, which well, is what just, if Drew Baldridge starts the Drew Baldridge annual Christmas celebration <laughs> concert series. <laughs> well, there he'll have to just, he'll have to tag along. <laughs> well, the Jason right, Michael so, Carroll and do the, the Christmas tour that he does every year. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick normally has a, a segment we do. It's called the fast five where we ask five quick random questions of you. And by random, they're the same every week, Nick. Um, but he didn't put those together. So let's just ask a couple of them right off the bat. Nick, I know right off the top of your head, you got one in your head. Go. If you were stuck on an, I'm just kidding. Now, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Holy crap. Um, <laughs> oh man, that's tough. If I could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be? And why? Um, shoot, I have so many options. Like right now, all I could think about is this new record coming out and being like, hey, new record coming out September 30th. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, but I would love it to state more than that. But that's the thing that's in top of my head right now is, um, you know, Drew Baldridge, Country Born, September 30th. Get, get it available now. Um, there it is. Easy peasy. What easy kind of car did you drive your senior year in high school? So I drove a, a, a Ford F-150, had a uh, black, it was a Lariat, had leather seats. I worked so hard. I mowed so much grass to get that. <laughs> I'm telling you, mowed what so much. What car do you drive now? So now I drive a, a Ram 2021. Love it. It's awesome. Um, it has like this screen that's like as big as the dash, and I can't understand it half the time. But it's really freaking cool. If you haven't seen the new Rams, you should check them out. <laughs> All right. Money is not an object. You can have any vehicle in the world. What is it going to be? Oh, man. Um, if I could have any vehicle in the world. Hi, JP. Goodness gracious. Hey, Hi, Hi, JP. Hey, man. That's Liam. Um, Liam, what's up, brother? 
<laughs> hey, how's it going? He got shots yesterday, so he's not feeling so high. We'll just I go with a brand new Corvette. How about that? I would get I would get an AT4, which is the new uh new Chevy truck. It's awesome. It's real nice. <laughs> you can play a show with any artist, living or dead, that you have not previously played with. Who's it gonna be? Oh my goodness gracious. Um let me think on this living or dead, which is a amazing thing. Um man, probably Keith Whitley, which would be really awesome. I don't even know if you guys know who that is, but he's a oh, <laughs> he's a country singer that passed away when he was 33 from drinking. And he just I don't know, he stands out in my head. I've list a lot of his records and stuff. That would be pretty awesome. Love it. Favorite movie. Oh man. Um, man, a lot of people can judge me on my favorite movie here. Um, back in the day growing up, this was so funny. We only had about 30 channels. I'm not that old. I'm not that old for everybody out there, but we, I know I did the math. I graduated high school a year after you were born, man, (laughs) (laughs) but we only got like USA. And so every time I turned on the TV, Con Air was on. I don't know if you even remember that movie. Come was, on, Nick Cage. Nick Cage. I worked, I worked yeah. at the drive-in in Grants Pass, and that movie came out this summer. That, dude, we are so freaking old. Oh, shit. Those glowing <laughs> locks and the white oh, yeah. Come the on. The had his little girl, the little doll, or whatever. Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah. yes. Monica yeah. Potter. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen it in so long, but I remember watching that movie so much, and that was definitely my favorite movie for a very long time. All right. It's so funny. I just, man. I just posted a meme with Aaron Rodgers yep. go, going to going to Packers camp looking like Nick Cage from Con Air. It's, like him. it's I mean, so good. Exactly the same. Such a savage. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I was actually, I couldn't fall asleep last night. So I was looking for a movie to watch here at the hotel. And that new Nick Cage movie with uh, the, the, the unbearable weight of oh, whatever, where he plays himself. Um, it's absolutely I just, wonderful. I haven't seen it. Shh. Oh, I was gonna get it, but it was like two a.m. and I'm like, if I get it, I'm committing till four a.m. and I'm probably gonna fall asleep before then anyway. And I want to really enjoy this at home on the big TV, so I'm gonna wait. But yeah, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking for. I'm a huge Nick Cage fan, so it's good absolutely good. good answer. Then yes, absolutely. So I'm watching the new Top Gun tonight. I haven't seen it yet. I just so I just, good. Just so go good. to my iTunes. So good. So, so good, so absolutely. Good. Yeah, well, I'm a big Miles Teller fan, so that that. Dude, he's so good. He's really good. Beach or mountains? Oh, mountains for sure. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate, hands down. Rock and roll or rap? Rock and roll for sure. Cars or trucks? Trucks. I figured as much. Yeah. <laughs> Paper or plastic? Oh, goodness. Well, I guess for the environment, but I do like a good plastic straw. Those paper straws suck. But okay, it's all they serve in Vegas. <laughs> always falling apart. But I guess Vegas I guess and is better for the environment. <laughs> Coke or Pepsi? Oh, man. Uh, Coke. <laughs> Coke. You like what I'm doing here? I love it. I'm so confused. I'm going to ask you a question, JP. Yes. If, if we could have any guest, dead or alive, on the podcast, who would it be? And why? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. All right. That was like not even a second. I know. Is it because he's so buff? It's the <laughs> biggest movie superstar in the world today with a considerable social media reach. I'm thinking for my own fandom and for the benefit of the podcast, <laughs> for a visual, you know, it's... You know, they, uh, then you got Brad Pitt, Joe Rogan, Derek Carr, Joe Montana, uh, Tom Cruise. He's a crazy whack job bastard, but Tom Cruise, uh, I would love to have on. I would I'd go, Tom. I would go to Jim Carrey. So I just watched the Bob oh. Saget tribute on Netflix, and Jim Carrey. There's, I don't know what's going on with Mr. Carrey, but I want to find out. He wore this awesome fur coat the entire time, and I'm like. It's Jim Carrey's an odd one these days. It's you know what? I think he's always been kind of odd, but now he's more vocal about it. Yeah, but I definitely want to have him on. He is a dad. All right, yeah. we are getting close to end time here. Um, I'm going to ask you a personal question here, Drew. Okay, 
Is your relationship with your father good? It's amazing. Yeah, I'm very, very lucky. Good. Very lucky. He, man, if I could, I always tell everybody, if I could be half the dad that he was, and that scares me, that's hard, just because he was there all the time. He was a school teacher. He was my basketball coach. We used to go and shoot. I played basketball for a long time, and we would go shoot a 1,000 shots a night at the gym. He would open the gym, and he would rebound every one of them and, and throw it out to me, and I was just – Man, I'm very lucky. I have an awesome dad, and I hope that I can live up to the dad that he was. And I just know um, I had a great role model, that's for sure. I actually have this song called uh, Stay at Home Dad that I talk you know, about. My, my dad worked three jobs to make sure we had everything we wanted in life growing up. And I just remember him, like, during the summer, he would go work in the oil field, and I'd follow him out. And I'd say, Dad, stay at home. Like, why do we got to go do this? Let's go fishing. Let's throw the ball out in the back. And he said, one day, Drew, you're going to understand, you know, why I do this for my family. And so we wrote this song. I wrote this song called Stay at Home Dad. And it just, it really means a lot to me now that I'm going to be a dad. And, um, he's just, he's the best. I'm so lucky, like hands down. My wife even tells me all the time, like, man, you got lucky in the dad department. Yeah, that's, that's a great answer. And, and, and like I mentioned to you earlier, again, your dad did it. You know, he had to go away when you as a kid wanted him home just like my, my son's done it my baby girl she did it three days ago dad please don't leave again please stay home please don't that and it just crushes me but gotta do what you gotta do because if i didn't rent's not paid and you know mortgage is gonna slip so yeah so and then now you get it and you still don't totally get it, but you're gonna. You're I know gonna I don't. I don't get it fully yet, and that's what yeah. so many people tell me. Like you're not really gonna understand what it's like until your baby comes out and he looks you in the eye, um, and, and what that love is gonna gonna be like. And I just can't wait. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped to be a dad. I think about it all the time. Like I know I'm griping to my wife about putting this crap together that she keeps ordering <laughs> all the time and putting this baby room together, but I'm stoked. I'm beyond excited. Oh, and we're excited for you for brother-in-laws. <laughs> yeah. I need to put that stuff together too. <laughs> oh, the sun's starting to creep in over here. All right. Um, All right. I'm going to extend to you. We do a uh, Father's Day episode of DadCast annual um, every year. And by every year, we've done two so far. Um, Father's Day, of course, is not until June of next year. We usually record the episode in May. You will be full swing into daddom five months or so. And we would love to have you back, obviously, for that episode, because it's going to be a whole like 30 squares of different dads, celebrity dads from all walks of life on. Um, we really hope you would play a part, obviously, time uh, allowing to come back. No, I'll that. be there. We'll, we'll do it. I'm in. I, I want to check in to see, see how I want to hear. Um, I, one of my favorite questions I ask all my guests, and I can't ask you because it hasn't happened yet, is the feelings, the emotions of the day your 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 child was born, and how was that day for you? You know, where were you? Where were you positioned? Were you behind? Were you in front? Were you no? I don't want to see. Was it a water birth? Were you stuck in a car? I mean, all these great puzzle stories. I'll just, I'll just help you out right now. Don't look. Don't look. Okay. Well, you know, stay, stay up by your wife's head. There's something to be said about that. You know, <laughs> Nick obviously is uh, on this side of the fence when it comes to that. I'm over here. Um, it's 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 a sight to see. It, it, it really, <laughs> I bet it is. It's it's a sight to see. And if you're strong-willed up here and you got a strong heart in there, you're gonna be just fine. But this is one of those events that you shouldn't miss. The doctor you know, tricked you. Know, you could be behind the shoulder and look down and, and see child come up and out and still say you saw your son being born. But that other angle is scary as all hell, but still very, very important. So, you know, I leave that one up to you. And of course, it's okay. up to you. Well, when I come back on May, I'll let you know what, what yes. ended up happening. Excellent. <laughs> that just got long-winded. He's like, he said, yes, JP, shut up. I know, shut up. <laughs> I was going to plant another seed. Let's get Drew and his dad on. Yes. Oh, wow. That Is that be... something you'd be interested in? Yeah, if I could get my dad to figure out how to work a Zoom. Oh, yeah. Just and... get in the same room with him whenever that time comes. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, I would because... love that. We, we had we, we um, just Bronx, did one. it was amazing. Yeah, we had the Bronx Wanderers on. They uh, 
they they do a one of the top rated shows here in Vegas. Um, they have a residency at the Westgate. It's where Elvis played. Um, oh. And they're just, the show's amazing. They're just incredibly talented musicians, father-son duo. And we had the son on and his dad was there. And I, I didn't realize this at the time, or Nick forgot to tell me or something along the lines, but it turned out to be one of the really incredible episodes because you have the father-son dynamic there and you could ask questions of both of them and we want to continue that trend on so yeah i think yeah that would be awesome like i said i'm i live about four hours my dad's not in nashville um but if we could work that out that would be really cool he would he wouldn't say a whole lot probably because this is not like talking to camera and stuff is is not a lot for him but he would it would be special. He, right. he's really well, special. you're not talking to a camera. We're just hanging out with a couple of friends, man. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, mean, I went to Nashville last month um, and we did a podcast with uh, Sean Ferris and Barry Corbin. Barry Corbin's in Yellowstone. And he described it perfectly. It feels like Nashville feels like you're sitting in a sponge. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I've never experienced the so human South like that before, man. Wow. Yeah, it's definitely you walk outside, you wear you bring two shirts wherever you go most of the time. You just gotta change them out. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, <laughs> Nick, you got anything else, brother? Oh man, this this was a lot of fun. I'm I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna have to tap out. I'm I'm dying over here. I'm just you don't go anywhere, just sit there and look pretty. I'm gonna end this thing right now. Drew Baldridge, country superstar, soon to be dad. Where can everyone catch your stuff if they want to download your music or check it out, buy it, and get a get all the information on you? Yeah, just go to any uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok is all Drew Baldridge music. Also, check it all out on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, all that fun stuff. And be on the lookout for a brand new album coming out September 30th. It's called Country Born. I'm stoked. Dadcast, this was awesome. Can't wait to do it again and, and, and around Father's Day. Oh, we're looking forward to it. And the dad episode, too. Uh, Drew Baldridge, thank you so very much. To everyone listening and watching worldwide, uh, thank you, of course, again, as always, for your support. We appreciate you. Um, Check out the GoFundMe we got going on for Nick right now on any of our socials. Uh, Donate if you can. If you can't, share it up. If you can't share it up, tell a friend about it. Do what you can do so we can help Nick out. Again, Drew, you've been amazing. Thank you so much. Congratulations, soon-to-be dad. We cannot wait to hear the stories. And uh, thanks. Yeah, man. Thank you. And uh, to everyone else, thank you. And we'll catch you on the very next episode. Have a great rest of your day. See you.